This is the fear of science. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to The Fear of Science, the podcast that dives into the wide world of science and science-adjacent topics to demystify, debunk, and delight. Each show features a new fear, along with special guests, surprises, and discoveries along the way. My name is Daniel Chai. And I'm Jeff Porter. And we are very glad to have you all join us for this episode of The Fear of Science, because if you weren't listening... It's possible that you may be missing out on some sweet stuff. That's true. If you're not listening to this episode, you're definitely missing out. But then you don't know that you're missing out either. Oh, so, Oh, oh no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> now, Jeff, of course, uh, uh, you know, depending on when people are listening to this, uh, you know, the weather is beautiful outside. Uh, you know, people are, are having online events. People are, are outside, hopefully safely, uh, safely gathering in as much uh you know, numbers as, you know, the uh, experts are saying that we can. But, you know, for, for myself, when I when I see people do so many cool things on social media or, or I see people, you know, outside having fun, I feel pressure that I also need to be having the same amount of fun and be achieving the same amount of, of things, just general stuff as other people. Do you ever get like that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's it's easy to compare your life to somebody else's um and it's easy to create that that fear of like you're not doing enough hmm. but that's what our episode's about so this oh. is actually our first episode that is fear of and then the topic is actually an acronym that is well known we're doing fomo fear of missing out Whew. Now, uh, uh, Jeff, uh, to to uh, help us explore this subject that I think many listeners can relate to, uh, I'm glad we're not missing out on having great guests on this episode. <laughs> uh, joining us today we on this uh, episode, we have two special guests. Uh, please introduce yourself to our listening audience. Hello, everybody. My name is John Voth. I'm an entertainer, so I work in different fields of comedy, improv, acting, uh, directing and now and during this time i'm reading books to people online this is a new world (laughs) (laughs) thank you john glad to have you here hi everyone my name is danielle holcher and i'm the clinical director of skylark counseling downtown vancouver so i'm a registered clinical counselor with a background of neuroscience and counseling psychology and i am very happy to be here today so thanks for inviting me Yeah, thanks for coming. And thanks for coming back on. We had you on for Fear of Isolation as well. Yeah, it was great. Great fun. I feel, uh, uh, Jeff, we've we've been very lucky to have many special guests throughout the Fear of Science history so far, but we've had very few return guests. So I'm very glad to have Danielle be one of them. Yeah, absolutely. So why are people afraid of missing out on things? Well, um, I, I, I think that uh, there's so many different reasons that people would w- feel like they're missing out on something. For me, most often, it's been fun. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm missing out on somebody having fun. I'm missing out on, uh, you know, you see on social media that somebody's doing something exciting, uh, snowshoeing, for example, or anything like that. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not doing that right now. And so since I'm not doing this right now, I'm missing out on fun that 
possibly could never happen again. Yeah. 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 It always seemed like something when you were a teenager as well, where where the parties that you did not go to were the ones that were epic that your friends now talk about for the rest of their lives. <laughs> and not not only didn't go to, but perhaps you weren't even invited to. Oh, you know, uh, which I think Ouch. is something that, that again, hits too close to home. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> That's why I think as adults, we're still traumatized by what happened in high school. You know, um, but but oh, if only there was someone here who could help me unpack this. <laughs> oh, well. yeah. yeah, it's definitely I think it's like for me, when I first heard of FOMO, you know, it was back in 2000, I think, when the Internet and social media really started to ramp up. So you know, it's always thrown in our face of what we're missing out on, you know, like I could be in Africa on a safari right now, but I'm here or I could be having, you know, a delicious Thai food meal that I hand make from scratch myself in the kitchen. But instead, I'm going to, you know, eat my bag of chips because I'm so tired, you know, from a busy day. So I think it really highlights our unmet needs in the moment. So whether it's Hmm. um, like a a physical need of being hungry or like a psychological need, um, there's a lot of theories that point us in the direction of three basic uh, psychological needs. So competence. So am I good at what I do? Um, Autonomy. Am I independent in what I'm doing? And relatedness. So connection, right? So being invited to those parties, being a part of those really great stories. Um, And often it's really scary when we feel like life is passing us by and I was I was talking to uh, my partner earlier today and he has a background in construction and I was talking about all of these theories of social determinism and all this stuff and sometimes I just ask him like well what do you think why are people afraid of missing out on things and he was like the squirrel philosophy and I took a bite of his cookie and went into the kitchen and I was like I have no clue what that is and went straight to Google and was like googling the squirrel philosophy <laughs> by the way there's no such thing as a squirrel philosophy. <laughs> and I, I he came back into the bedroom and I was like what is what are you talking about and he's like well if you get gather all the nuts in the world, you'll never be hungry. And so I think when we are constantly striving for doing all of these things and achieving all of these things, there's that sense of security. Um, You know, I'm safe. I'm doing the best that I can in life and I'm not, I'm not missing out on anything. Right. Whoa. Whoa. That's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So how much of it is, of uh, the fear of missing out, how much of it do you think is attached to self-esteem? I think, yeah, I think it is tied to self-esteem and, and self-worth. But for me, it's really about life satisfaction. You know, am mm. I happy with my job? Am I happy with my relationship, with my family? Um, am I happy with my identity? Uh, because if I am, then, you know, I'm less likely to want to go on that trip to Europe or I'm less likely to want to escape from my current reality. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. So you, you, you think it has something to do with how content you are with where you're at or who you are currently? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are there people who just aren't able to be content? Uh, you you hear a lot of people who uh, are you know constantly looking at social media posts, Instagram posts of of what their life could be, and they're never content with with what they have, right? 
Yeah, definitely. I think society really strives for uh, perfectionism, right? To be better than we are, to be the best at what we can be. Um, and so it, it's disheartening to take a look at, you know, all of these amazing photos online or even talking to friends. Like when I get together with friends, we share stories, right? And the short, the stories that we often share are the exciting stories of, yeah. like you said, like shooting Roman candles at each other back in high school, like those sorts of things really stick with us um, yeah. because they're fun and they're fun and they're playful um and it, it gives us and dangerous uh, and dangerous <laughs> <laughs> do not do that at home does that speak a lot to my childhood perhaps probably <laughs> yeah. i'm from manitoba i fully understand yeah. <laughs> but those times are fun and you know often life is not fun right it can be very mundane and very boring and like that you know boring has that um negative judgment to it right if, if it's boring then i'm not doing enough or maybe i'm lazy or I, I should be more efficient or i should be doing more things uh so we often try to get away from that i i fully understand that because i I am a massive storyteller. I love a good story. And I love getting a group of people together and just telling this story I've told a million times that I know is going to get a great laugh or a great awe out of everybody. But I find a lot of the time those stories don't necessarily come from a pre-planned thing. Like, you know, if I'm going to a concert, if I'm doing, you know, going on a trip, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to get that story out of it. So I think for me, I have less FOMO because I think a story can come out of any situation. Mm -hmm. um, and I just need to live my life rather than worrying about what, how other people are living their lives. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Don't you think that, uh, go ahead, Daniel. Um, I was going to say, uh, uh, that's a really great point, Jeff, because, you know, I think for, you know, I'll admit it for myself, you know, I something that I've strived in my life is to try and live more of my life for myself and try mm -hmm. to and try to not live a life or to put out onto social media what I think other people want uh, from me or what I think that uh, that my life needs to be, you know, um, as as an actor, as an entertainer. You know, um, I, I get reminders from from people in my life to say, hey, as as an actor, you need to you need to curate and maintain your social media to look a certain way mm -hmm. in order for you to be, uh, you know, in order for you to potentially be more attractive to someone who wants to cast you. And I can understand that from a business perspective. And at the same time, I can also look at myself and be like, I don't know if I, um, you know, I don't know if I'm that kind of actor or that kind of person. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. So I, I feel a lot of pressures to, to look like I'm not missing out, that I'm in the, the heat of the action, the heart of the action. Um, <laughs> when really sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, it's, it's that pressure to always be busy and mm -hmm. to look like I'm busy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mr. Yeah, there's a what what I'm just thinking of now is that you know usually when we say comparison or comparing yourself to something uh, to to someone else or to something that they are doing is usually a negative connotation. But I I think sometimes comparison is pretty good because mm. 
as somebody who is wise and gives <laughs> writes these wise things on on Instagram or says hey hey look at your life in these ways or sometimes I've I'm, I've viewed someone and it's changed my opinion because I have compared my life to theirs and said well actually this area of my life is lacking yeah. and I would like it for 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 it to be there but I think maybe when it becomes negative is where we say I should be there right now right. But, yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I think comparison, like you said, like we learn from each other, we're very social creatures, and I can get different ideas and be creative, you know, in ways that I never could be by myself. Um, but it is, yeah, it's it's a fine line. I feel like there is a balance because if I start living for other people uh, to maintain a reputation or um, live by other people's expectations, um, it, it can be hard because, you know, there's, there's so much in the world that um, can be, I don't know, that we can be better at, right? Like it's a, it's a ceiling that is never ending. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to touch a little bit upon uh, a, a little deeper into some things that we're talking about a little bit, and that is, you know, for people who are listening and for myself, you know, uh, trying to figure out, you know, what is a, a potential root cause of FOMO. Um, you know, there's, uh, you know, if if we do a, a a quick search on Google, there's hundreds of thousands of results that are about FOMO. Um, a lot of it about what is FOMO, how how to deal with FOMO. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm always very curious about, about where it comes from. Like, uh, we, we're touching a bit upon, like, jealousy, fear, anxiety. Uh, are Is it perhaps different for every person? For people who do feel FOMO, does everyone have their own embedded uh, embedded traumas that cause it? Also, uh, I'm slowly learning to be okay with using the word trauma. Uh, is that mm. is that good, Danielle? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm so proud. Breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> right, a trauma is anything that shifts our worldview, right? So it can be uh, it can be positive. It can re- it can result in more meaning and purpose. So I'm glad that you're uh, you're embracing that. That's great. Thank you. So every time I look in the mirror in the morning, trauma. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) you know and and that's why i'm glad we can laugh about it but you know um yeah i mean uh uh, you know john you know you 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 talk about uh you know comparing and perhaps using that comparison to as perhaps a force of change for good but you know i think for a lot of people uh and again you know i'll put myself out there myself included uh fomo does come with it come with anxieties and Mm. and a lot of like self-recrimination behind the uh, why am i feeling fomo i'm not like i'm with people that love me i'm achieving things but why is it never enough yeah i don't know i don't know if that even has an answer but i think for me uh what comes up is um you know, not being good enough or not feeling good enough. So whether it's my career and I'm striving to be, you know, a a better career woman or, um, you know, a partner or a parent um, and and FOMO can really highlight uh, areas that I might need to work on or I might feel really insecure about. Um, So there can be kind of a, like an unhappiness in how I think I'm doing in my life um, or how my life is going just generally. So it can be either specific or, or global. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I th- I think for me as well, the I was bullied a lot in uh, in high school and elementary school, so I was not invited uh, to anything really. Um, and you know, luckily now I have a lot of really great friends, and I I do get invited to to things and I feel included, but you know, there is, I call him my, the, the sad little boy in the back of my head, um, who, when I don't get invited, like my friends go out, uh, hiking or, or something like that. And I don't get invited. I'm like, what did I do wrong? Why am I not invited? Um, but then I have to think back and be like, well, I don't really like nature. That's probably why I didn't get invited. (laughs) Minor detail. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I also think it has a lot to do with how we're raised in school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think our parents or whoever's raising you, they have the, these great ambitions for you to not become how they are, maybe, or, or to not miss out on certain opportunities that they missed out on. And they just want the best for us, right? And so, or they have a dream of us becoming an astronaut or president or successful in some kind of way. And so that's this constant of, hey, here's what you can do, or here's where, what you can become, and here's what you're not currently doing, here's how you can fix, and it's all done out of love. But I think maybe partially for us being raised, we're always like, well, oh, I need to be something, or this isn't enough, I need to be something. And then we get mm-hmm. to uh, high school or the school in general, where you have to do a certain number of things in order to pass, in order to become better. And so I think that's just how we're raised. We have this mindset of what I currently am is not enough, I need to become something else. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. I I feel like like I have so many memories of of teachers uh, that would give me a sucker for getting an A. Right. So it wasn't necessarily about the journey of learning or of being really good at you know whatever it was. It was getting the sucker at the end. And I think our society is, is culturally like that. You know, it's a lot of people work for the paycheck at the end, right? Or uh, they work to get the you know the great car or the big house. And so we're often um, encouraged time and time again to be uh, externally motivated and and not and kind of lose I think we lose a bit of ourselves in that too yeah yeah I could see that it's like we're always we now that we're adults we're still looking for those grades yeah exactly (laughs) now uh now John uh here here in Vancouver where fear of science is based um you are you are uh, an, an acclaimed actor comedian performer entertainer um but you're also an an educator um you uh you teach uh, public speaking. Is that roughly correct? Yeah. Yeah. I work with this company called The Humphrey Group, and we teach public speaking, communication, uh, leadership to two business people. So basically go in for a day or two and teach right. um, courses or one-on-one sessions. Yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, uh, when I when I look at you, I, I look at someone who's Who's very who who stays very busy, but also stays very grounded, very humble. Um, you know, I I, uh, I I I'm a big fan of John Voth. Oh, so I'm a um, big fan of yours. Thank you. <laughs> now, uh, uh, for for yourself, you know, when you stay busy with all the with work and projects and and reading Harry Potter uh, for people online, um, do you uh, like out of curiosity, like? What do you, uh, do you ever feel like you're doing too much and that you need to ever Mm. dial things back down? Or do you ever feel like, um, I got to stay as busy as possible. So, so I, 
Uh, so I, I look like I'm busy or yeah. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I've never felt the need to look busy ever. I mean, I worked as a, as a, a waiter once and then, you know, the bosses would say, you know, even if you don't have any work, like look like you're busy. And I thought it was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Of. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I do, I, I'm good at relaxing, but I still always have this feeling of, oh, I should be doing something right now. I should be working on my career in this aspect or in this aspect. I should be doing something. Um, and it's it's actually interesting in this time, you know, fear of missing out has kind of like drifted away because there's nothing happening. Right. And, um, and it's inter- it, uh, just to quickly interject that I would love to continue. Yeah. Uh, depending, listeners, depending on when you're listening to this, um, uh, we are either still in the time of everyone sheltering in place staying at home, socially distancing, or socially isolating. Or if you're listening to this in the year 2025, uh, congratulations, the world is still here. And <laughs> we, made really it. Ha- uh, we made it. And I'm really happy that your favorite team won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> but please continue, John. Yeah, during this time. It, yeah, it during this weird time. There, you know, there's not much to miss out on. Um, and it's kind of a time where you're kind of confronted with yourself because you have all this busyness going on usually and you've got to do something. And, you know, granted, even now I'm still working on things, getting things going and not necessarily because I'm avoiding myself, but because I want to, I still want to achieve something and move in a direction. And I think for us, it's difficult to be static, to mm-hmm. not yeah. move the direction and i that that's definitely something i feel i do a lot of different things a lot of different areas of my life um and it for me it's if i go two days with just sitting down and watching netflix or something else i'm i'm going i should be doing something with my life i should be and mm-hmm. i think that's trying to achieve maybe you know there's a desire to leave behind a legacy there's there's a desire to be something that people will remember right and i feel i feel like Fear, fear of missing out is a big part of that. Either you, you're not being with people, remembering a certain instance, or you're not achieving something that could be rem- remembered by others. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Uh, hmm. Now, oh, yes, Danielle. Oh, I was going to say, I um, for me, it gives me hope. Like if I'm doing something, I'm, I'm moving either in the direction of my goals or, you know, I'm being productive, you know, in some capacity. But you know, that sense of feeling stuck can be really uncomfortable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Danielle, um, uh, for, for people who may come in and may say, um, you know, one of, you know, do you ever have people coming in saying that they feel, you know, do people come in with, with fear of missing out that they feel like they're not achieving enough or they feel like, like life and friends and their friend circles are passing them by. Um, is this, and in your time as being a counselor, um, has it gotten worse? Are there more people coming in with this? Yeah, I think, um, like our, our office is based out of Vancouver, but, um, we're doing a lot of virtual counseling right now. And I think, 
um, comparatively, like city versus uh, country. I, I grew up in a small town. I think there is a big difference there. Um, you know, in Vancouver, I look at the the pace of that people are walking down the street, and it's much quicker than when I go back home to my small town. Uh, so the the pace is faster. So it's almost like I, you know, like that person's like running over there, and that person's running over there, and you know, I have nowhere to be, or I'm walking slow, and it feels really um, disconnecting in a way. Like I, like you say, like I should be doing something. So definitely, like clients all the time. I, I, I don't want to say everyone, but uh, certainly a lot of people um, struggle with um, feeling like they should should be doing more, should be better in a whole bunch of ways. Yeah, that's actually something when I first moved to Vancouver that I struggled with a lot because um, I grew up in rural Manitoba, but I lived in Kamloops for about 12 years. But when I got to Vancouver, um, there was so much going on all of the time. Just walking down Commercial Drive, there's posters for amazing improv with the fictionals or, um, you know, something going on at the Rio Theater or a concert. With the fictionals. <laughs> with the fictionals or a concert with the... F- Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> but there was something always happening and I struggled a lot with not being able to do it all and and not being able to like i was like okay there's this concert happening this night and then there's also this other show i really want to go to i can't do both and that would really uh bug me um that i couldn't do that but now i think i've just kind of realized what i like more than other things so i don't try to do everything at once and realize i can't do everything at once and i've just accepted it i guess i think i've also become more of a vancouverite where i just flake out on stuff and (laughs) (laughs) there's also this uh what is that quote it says something about beyonce has just as many hours on the day as you and look at what she's achieving or something like that (laughs) she's also got so many like she's got people cooking for her (laughs) looking at her schedule and driving around and like she's got the money to do all that (laughs) that's why she can't make it to the fictional shows yeah right so we should be as good as beyonce is what you're saying (laughs) yeah that's actually my life goal (laughs) one day now, uh, you know, as, as, uh, so, you know, um, for depending on, on the, how old our listeners are, uh, you know, I think does, my question is, my thought is, does FOMO get, does, does the concept of personal FOMO get better, get easier as you get older and perhaps you get a little more, more settled into yourself and your routine or is, or are there people who still feel it? as heavy, you know, into their 40s, 50s, as they were perhaps in their 20s. I've got an uneducated idea about that. <laughs> I think it it changes. I think it just is a different version of FOMO as you get older. When you're a kid, you're afraid of, of not getting invited to the parties and, and not getting drunk with everyone. When you become, you know, in your 20s, uh, it's the same thing. When you, when you when you get into your 30s, uh, you know, you're worried about that you're not going to be able to, uh, you know, people are doing better in their careers than you are, you know, or that people are having kids and you aren't or people of the big house and you're in an apartment still. Um, so I think it just morphs in different right. ways as you get older. Very mm-hmm. 
I, yeah, I, I, I think I think so too. I think for a lot of people, their priorities shift over time, and and so um, you know it it can. I mean, the research shows it should get easier. Like we we know what we want more, and there is um, like acceptance gets easier. But I agree. I think it, it ebbs and flows depending on how I'm emotionally doing. Like, is this a, a challenging year for me, or is everything going really well? Like just based on life circumstances too. Um, so it is pretty hard to predict, but I feel as though it is something that universally uh, people struggle with across mm-hmm. the board. It's the age 99. That's the age when you're like, all right, I don't feel like <laughs> I'm missing anything anymore. <laughs> Finally, I'm like myself. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think it really has to do with uh, from person to person, too, obviously. I mean, um, some people, when they're growing older, uh, uh, um, they just say, I'm, I like who I am now. You know, I've mm-hmm. come into my own and uh, I, you know, don't feel like I need to compare myself constantly and other people. And I think it has to do with how much you've followed your impulses and trusted yourself as, as you've grown up. As some people say, oh, I didn't do this, or I should have done more of this. I should have. And there's this constant, I guess, shouldism of what I should have done and what I should be doing. Right. Yeah. So well, true. then there's whether, whether you made the right choice or not too, right? Like, like there's major decisions in your life that you've made, like whether it's marrying a partner or having a kid or, you know, investing in a second property or something like that where it's very hard to go back on that decision afterwards um so then when you see people who didn't make the same decision as you it's a lot of like uh was that right was that the right one or not i don't know i i guess that's why you know the i guess that's why that phrase the grass is always greener on the other side comes in yeah. And then you have people saying uh, the grass is greener on the side you water it. And I'm like, okay. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I hey, I love that phrase. I've never heard that before. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so, you know, so, um, uh, you know, as we uh, talk about this and yeah, you know, it's a, uh, I, I like the way you broke it down about, you know, in your twenties and it's about missing out on parties and now, you know, I find myself in the in the place in my career where, you know, I'm taking a look at where I am in my career or in my house owning prospects. I mean, the fact that, wait, people can own more than one property? Yeah. Well, we live in Vancouver. That's not possible. Oh, of course. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, you know, or, or you know, I, I take a look and I go, oh, my, um, oh, I... I haven't booked as many acting roles as I would have wanted to at this point in my life or, or, Oh, um, you know, I haven't been to as many countries. My passport is, is, uh, hasn't been as filled as as many people. And I think, you know, a lot of those can be now, I guess here's the thing, you know, and tying back into what John said earlier, you know, and I would love Danielle, if you can speak to this as well. Um, you know, either, Either we can use it as that driving motivational force to become the next Beyonce, um, or we, you know, or sometimes maybe people look at that and go, that's too much. Uh, and they set their standards too high and they go, well, if I can't even, I, if, if I'm going to miss out, screw it. I don't even want to try. Does that, mm-hmm. does that ever happen, Danielle? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. That that sense of hopelessness, right? Of, you know, I'm this age, it's it's too late for me now. I, I hear that a lot. And when, when in fact, it's, it's often not, right? Like, it's just, it's a perception. Um, so yeah, it can be really overwhelming when we're faced with social media and these stories and movies and all of these like ideals, like Beyonce, right? And it's like, I will never, I will never get there. So what does that say about me? What does that say about my self-worth and, 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 you know, all the failures? that I've had. And often that can shift our minds towards all those failures and not all of our successes, right? Like all that we've done to get to where so we are true. today. So true. Yeah. yeah. I just want to take a moment and say to everybody listening that you are doing great where you are right now in life and you are awesome. Oh, that's <laughs> <Yay>! so true. <laughs> uh, well, now, uh, thank you. Thank you, Jeff, for saying that because I'm hearing you say that to me too. Yeah, um, but, I am. Know, one, but one thing, Jeff, is that, you know, sometimes I wish that I just had, you know, a, a, a furry animal that would just be a, my companion and would just love me. Ah, as long as there's nothing <laughs> here to remind, nothing's going to remind me that I don't have an animal companion. <laughs> Uh, good old podcast without seeing the visuals of John's. Yeah, I've got, I've got this little miniature poodle named Dexy. He's basically just a ball of fur. Uh, also, bonus fact: uh, if you find John Voth on Instagram, uh, uh, Dexter is the driving force behind oh, his yes. Instagram success. Most definitely. <laughs> now, uh, so uh, jump back over to what you were mentioning, Danielle. Um, you know, uh, so, you know, so we've talked about, about some of the, you know, perhaps instigating forces behind FOMO, why people feel it, different kinds of FOMO that people may be feeling. Um, what, what now, and this may be a question for all of us and listeners, if you, uh, if you have an idea on, on how you deal with FOMO, please feel free to share it with us. You can find us uh, at thefairscience.com and all the social medias as well. But what what are some tips that that we do for ourselves and perhaps uh, other people can use as well? When, yeah, when... I think what I what I talk to uh, with clients a lot is doing like a, a triple check, so like a reality check. So is all this stuff that I want to do, is it possible? Um, again, am I, am I really a failure in life or like taking a look at like, okay, this is all the stuff that I've done. This is, you know, all the resiliencies, all the hard work. Um, and is this, you know, expectations put on me by family or work or just the, you know, the world in general. Um, and then second asking, you know, this fear of missing out, what am I looking for? Like what needs are being met in my life aren't being met in my life right now. So is this, um, you know, that I'm uh, missing friends or feeling unloved or disconnected from my social support network? Or, you know, is this uh, that I'm, you know, craving things that I'm good at? Because I used to be really good at track, you know, um, 10 years ago, and I haven't gone for a run. And I'm feeling just like I'm, you know, I'm seeing all these great bodies online and energy, like fitness things. And, and, and that's, uh, that's kind of a trigger for me to feel badly about myself. Um, and then thirdly would be like a value check. So um, what do I want? What are my real priorities and simplifying it? So we all have a million things to do at one time. What really matters most to me? Is it family? Is it, uh, you know, reaching out to my dad? Is it, um, 
you know, talking to that friend that I haven't talked to in a long period of time. And so I think you can kind of funnel it down in terms of uh, what is behind the fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. I love that about value checks, because sometimes we want things we're not re- realizing we don't really want. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I'm also a big fan of uh, realizing your thought habits or your thought loops, because what we do is we see somebody, you know, people hanging out and then we, we get jealous and we're like, why am I not part of that? Or we see somebody at a certain place in their career or worth a certain amount of Instagram followers. And you say, why don't I, why don't I have that? And and so what you're doing is you're observing something and your response to it is uh, anger, jealousy, and then that in- influences how you interact with that person next time mm. versus yeah. uh, looking at something, checking your thought habit or loop and being and like, well, this is how I usually respond to it. What if instead I looked at this and felt joy for these people hanging out? What if I looked at this person in this career and felt inspired by them to get to that point? Yeah, I think as well that people are constantly looking for instant gratification um, when it comes to, to well, really anything. Um, and it's good to kind of break it down into chunks. Like if you, if there's something that you, you really want and there's something you feel like you're missing out on rather than being like, oh, okay, well, tomorrow I'll just go out and be Beyonce. That, you know, maybe step one, I'll learn how to sing. And then, Step two, be Beyonce, and not and realize that it's not going to happen instantly. John, uh, uh, Jeff, and Danielle, I'm I'm, uh, I'm enjoying all the things you're saying because a lot of it is talking about like self talk, you know, and self talk, and you know, inner monologues play such a role in in our own mental health and just our day-to-day well-being. So um, for this particular case, and there are many self-talks that are needed uh, for different fears. For example, when it comes to fear of spiders, that's a whole other, (laughs) uh, my self-talk involves saying, gotta go get Jenny. Yeah. So um, (laughs) what is, uh, uh, and for listeners who don't know, uh, Jenny is my wife who is not afraid of spiders and will carefully uh, take them even the big black ones and put them outside. And I'm like, awesome. Um, Although you did hold a tarantula on fear of spiders. Um, <laughs> still traumatized. So, uh, so what are, what are some helpful, uh, do we have any helpful self-talk tips that perhaps people can say, you know, um, if they're feeling anxious about what they see on social media or, or, you know, um, or if they're out and they see other people seeing or doing something that they want but don't have. Is, is there self-talk that maybe we can share with our listeners? Probably just saying I'm better than them. They don't, they don't deserve my energy. <laughs> <laughs> that is... <laughs> I'm about to hang out with John Voth more. Uh, I need more yeah. of that. Uh, John Just constantly feeling like I'm talking down at you. <laughs> so, wait, so John Voth, are you are you Hitch? Are you <laughs> Hitched? No, not yet. No. Oh, not 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 Hitch, but like uh, a la Will Smith's Hitch, where you're like, oh god, oh, that power was inside you the whole time. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the Will Smith to your Kevin James. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I always love your obscure movie references you pull out, Daniel. That <laughs> was, was Will Smith hitch obscure. Will Smith, if you're listening, we love you. Please come on the show. <laughs> or, yeah, d- d- 
Danielle, I'm not, I'm not sure you probably have a well more educated answer to this, but for me, very often I find gratitude is the answer to a lot of different things. And so for me, if I'm viewing something, I feel like I'm missing out or not enough or anything, just looking to what do I have and what, what would other people look at me at and be like, oh, I wish I had that. What, what, I, what do I currently have or where am I currently at that I can be thankful for? Right. He stole my That's thunder, fine. John. Oh, did I? I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> she, 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 she feels like she's missing out. <laughs> I should do where's, the, where's the mute button on this? How do we mute people? <laughs> he knows too much already. <laughs> no, no, I totally agree. I think gratitude is so, so important because it can be so easy to get sucked into other people's stories and other people's successes. And we don't often see our own, right? You know, whether it's at the end of the day, asking yourself like one thing that you're proud of to like today, and it can be big, it can be small. And certainly using somebody else's voice too is helpful. So, you know, my mm. grandma really admires me or my dog really admires me. What would they say in this moment? I think that stuff like that can be really, really helpful on a, on a continuous daily basis. Research has told us that I think for every Oh, I think for every negative, like one negative thing that we tell ourselves, so like I should be doing better at this, we need five positive things to even it out. So to do it a lot is important. Yeah. Danielle, what's been your experience of, uh, uh, because some people have a disposition to negativity and even like maybe even a chemical imbalance or something like that. What's been your experience of people actually moving in that direction of finally being able to say, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for where I'm at. Oh, uh, all the time. Like it's that's why I love my job so much. Is I feed like I'm inspired by every single person I talk to. Um, I hear a lot like people say like I I don't think I have any capacity for change. I've been this way for 40 years, and even like going to counseling in and of itself is a resiliency and is mm-hmm. huge. So you know something like that. Sometimes it takes um, another person to kind of point out all of our strengths and all that we're doing. Um, because sometimes it's not obvious, but it's certainly all the time, all the time with everybody. It's mm-hmm. it's and it's a journey, right? Like it's not it's not a magic wand thing that happens overnight. I think it's something that we all have to work on on a, on a regular basis. But we all have the potential and the capability to to work on ourselves and to grow. Yeah, I always think of when I think of self talk, I think of uh, Saturday Night Live, Stuart Smalley, the whole. You're good enough, you're smart enough, and doggone it, people like you. Aww. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That. Uh, yeah, and, and just to chime in, I think, you know, uh, echoing a lot of what you all have said, you know, I, I think for myself, um, agreed that anytime, uh, I'm, I'm very lucky that I, I have uh, friends and colleagues that I respect and love, and who, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm slowly at this point in my life as a as a middle aged man. Uh, you know, I'm very lucky that I'm slowly getting to the point in my life where I now feel comfortable and safe with with the circle of people that that I know and and I have around mm-hmm. me. And I think that that is I'm very grateful for that. And I because I know that maybe not everyone has that yet or has found that yet. So uh, I, I, I think for me, I try not to take things for granted and I try to uh, be grateful and to work and to work hard on the things that are important to me. And if at the end of the day, uh, 
if I can, again, focus on the things that are important to me, be grateful for the things that are important for me, the stuff that I feel like I'm missing out on, um, I'm not really missing out on because I get to uh, look and focus on the stuff that, oh, this is what's really important to me. Mm-hmm. With that, I'm hearing a lot of um, like focusing on the present. I know for a lot of people, it's like reflecting on the past and hindsight's 2020 and what can I do better or, you know, planning for tomorrow. Like, what am I doing in, you know, September, October, um, when really like the magic of life is in the present moment. And I think, I think we can get lost sometimes um, and, and forget that, or at least I do. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I, I do it well. Absolutely. Uh, I think as well that it's difficult to, to allow yourself to not do anything as well. And we, we touched upon it a bit earlier too. The fact that we're now in this, this COVID uh, self-isolation situation. Uh, I think for me, it's made me really realize that um, I don't have to go out a lot to have a good time. I'm enjoying myself, like just sitting on the couch, watching some TV. I'm, I'm getting enjoyment. I'm, I'm having personal reflection. I'm having downtime. I'm having time to recharge my batteries in order to mentally prepare because it's a difficult situation um, just to to mentally get forward uh, with the rest of the situation. Awesome. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for sharing. Wow. Um, ah, man, I, I love I love these episodes where I feel almost rejuvenated. Um, <laughs> but it's more because like because I went into this episode, uh, you know, wanting to just talk about the concept of FOMO, but I think that FOMO, like so many other topics that we talk about, um, there's so many other levels uh, that mm-hmm. are attached to it. Um, yeah, we're missing out I, on a lot of different levels. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh no, we got to do another episode. We're missing out. <laughs> Brought it back. Brought it back. <laughs> uh, but absolutely, yeah, living living in the present um is is very helpful for that and yeah that's really awesome Mm. thank you yeah well i think we'll we'll wrap up the episode here it's been such an amazing discussion another one that i feel like we can go on for hours for um but yeah i want to thank both of our guests for being on um and uh what is a good way for people to find out more information about you and what you do uh, just going on to, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Danielle. <laughs> well, I was going to say for me, uh, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Skylar Clinic, or you can go to our website and book an appointment directly online at skylarclinic.ca. You can shoot me an email, connect at skylarclinic.ca, or I have a cell phone on me. I'm usually awake and alive between the hours of 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., 778-899-3802. Reach out anytime. I think with FOMO and all of these important topics that we're talking about, it's nice to uh to dig a little deeper and connect with other people and just bounce some ideas off of a therapist can be helpful too. So thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, for me, you can just bellow your, my name out of your front door and I'll come running probably within 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm only between nine and nine. Uh, yeah. 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 I got a really tight schedule for running people's houses, um, but otherwise you can just go on uh, my Instagram at John Voth or YouTube. And usually I just post, um, you know, anything that I'm projects I'm working on on both those platforms. Cool. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. You're welcome. 
And uh, for us, you can find us at thefearofscience.com. You can find all of our back episodes on there as well. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Come say hello. And uh, uh, yeah, please keep the conversation going. As uh, We enjoy learning and listening as much as hopefully all of you do as well. Yeah. And thank you very much. And thanks for listening. Take care.